Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Young Dro in the building. How you feeling, man? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. How you doing, brother? I'm feeling great, man. I was just listening to Best Thing Smoking on the way here, and it brought back so many goddamn memories of my, uh, well, I guess, I guess I can't say my youth, but like my early 20s. That's your youth? Uh, not really my youth, but, you know, it's like, it, you know, G-Unit is like my, no, I can't say G-Unit. Like Snoop is like my youth. You know, crisscross is my youth. But, you know, I was really running around drinking my ass off and fucking wilding out listening to Young Drove for many years there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you drink your ass off of I mean, yeah, that's like the period in your life. You still a big drinker? I mean, well, well, mostly like champagne or like 1942 or something like that. Mm. And, uh, I, I really think like liquor like tastes like really nasty. Oh, yeah. I know. And you can't say that about lean. That's like the number one value proposition for lean is like, man, this shit tastes too good. I mean, well, well for me, it's kind of like the reason why I really like lean like that. It, it reminds me of Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that fucked up? Like, that's one thing I hate when anybody will give you a hard time about enjoying lean, like recreationally. And it's like, wh why is everybody OK with somebody going to the bar, having a couple of drinks that don't make you an alcoholic? But you hear somebody talk about drinking lean one time, people are really acting like you're a junkie. I mean, well, to each his own. I, I think the people that really try to do like, like if they try to throw shade on us like that, they be they be really want to drink it themselves. Mm, <laughs> they don't got the self control, or no, they just don't know what the fuck's going on. I, I, and I swear to God, if they knew the taste of it, they'll be like just like us. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I, I'm I'm so rare with my lean consumption at this, especially at this point. I, I feel like I got too much to do, so I just cannot. I can't put myself into that mentality to just be like sitting around all drowsy and shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, for me to relax, I do I do give me like a full walk. You know what I mean? Walk hard or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I mean? Just for the relax. Or right. If I'm, like, you know what I mean? And then, like, they wonder why, like, people like us don't never have colds or nothing like that because mm. we always drinking lean. <laughs> <laughs> that might be you. I don't know if I could take that. Look, bro, I don't, I don't be under the weather. Nothing. Like, like, like the coronavirus can't even fuck with me. I'm already on lean, bro. I'm drinking cough syrup. You were prepared for it. Yo, I was in the studio the other day, though, and somebody was trying to sell. They, they were selling lines of uh, quality for 150 and everybody was acting 30. like it was normal. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, they're they about to rate. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, shit done it, changed. It, it, I mean, yeah, it have. But see, since the act ain't round, you know, the act used to be like 200 line. Mm. So, you know what I mean? Next thing to it, walk. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, that's that's just crazy to think that, like, they're going to be charging activist prices for a lot of lean now. <laughs> but, okay, so how... <laughs> How are you dealing with the with the uh, the coronavirus, the pandemic? Have you actually been socially isolated, or or are you just kind of capping for social media? Um, actually, yes. Um, when when the, when the pandemic first started, uh, I was in Baltimore. I was about to. I well, actually, I had started the uh, Wilding Out tour with Nick Cannon. Okay. So you know, we had did one of our shows in North Carolina. It went great, and me and Nick talked backstage, and he was like, "Matter of fact." just do the whole tour. So I was like, cool, bet. So we fly to Baltimore the next day and the, the, everything hit in Baltimore. They shut the whole show down. Like they shut the whole tour down for like, you know what I mean? So when we left, came back home, you feel me? And my, you know, the people, the people in my family was real, like, you know, we, we, we religious people and, you know, we, we believe in God. So, you know, we felt like if something like this had happened, that was beyond government, that was beyond politics, 
that was beyond, you know what I mean? The stuff that we do day to day, you feel what I'm saying? It was way beyond that. I, I thought it was like uh, a sign from God himself. So yeah, I did stay in the house like for a minute. Like I didn't go, I didn't go out a lot. Um, my my daughters and my son, you know, my I, I did go back and forth to pick up my son, but I didn't go out to hang out nowhere. You feel me? I, I felt like I was, I was, you know, I was just like a human. You feel me? If you tell me the coronavirus out, you can catch it in the air. I felt like the, the average person. I didn't want nobody to give it to me. You feel mm. me? So I stayed in the house, man. No, yeah, definitely. It's kind of actually weird how how it is now where I'm almost forgetting about the coronavirus. And like on the way to work today, I was like, oh, I'm going to stop at 7-Eleven, get something to drink. And I'm like, I don't have a mask. They ain't even going to let me in there. <laughs> I mean, as, as, far as, as far as the masks and stuff go, I think like that's a bit, you feel me? Um, I think that's like, that's, it, it, they putting too much on it. You feel mm -hmm. me? I think that if, if it's airborne and we can catch it, you feel me? And half of, half of the people that's walking around with masks, you know, they pull them down. They wearing them like right here, or right. you feel what I'm saying? Or when you really want to talk, you pull it down and talk. Like if you pull it down and talk to another person, you, you feel what I'm saying? What's the use of wearing a mask? Yeah, you know, what I mean? like well, you know what I mean. So it's it's a lot of ways I'm thinking about what's going on right now, and it's and it's really it's really like wrecking my brain. Like seriously though, this shit killing me for real. <laughs> oh, for real? What? Just the the not being able to socialize as much as you would normally part. I mean, well, all the stuff that it's making me think about. Mm. You feel me? Uh, somebody like like say for instance somebody sneezes a cough like I normally wouldn't pay attention to that but right. like you feel me and, and I'm, I be being funny when I do say something but it's also what what can happen yeah. you feel me and you're like well you got that Rona <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like you're thinking about shit that you just never really thought about before, but now shit seems so much more disgusting, really. Like somebody, somebody fucking sneezing in a crowded room might not have necessarily occurred to me to be such a big deal, but now that we're all concerned about this, it's kind of like, fuck, like, that, that feels like a much bigger deal than it used to. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's killing me right now. Like, it's, you know, it's making me think about things that I shouldn't be thinking about, but I should be thinking about. How, can I say that? No, yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense for sure. But so you posted up in Atlanta right now, or? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. Um, we haven't moved. Um, I mean, we just here in uh, like like uh for the past like two weeks um ago, we started going to the studio. You know, we're we're social distancing. You know what I mean? As far as uh, a crowd of people in there, you know, we, we might be me tip and the engineer. You feel mm. what I'm saying? And and we've just been we've just been banging it out. That's how um you know uh. I, right before the pandemic, that's when I recorded TikTok. Okay, and so yeah, you had, had you not put out a song for a minute before that, and you felt like that was like a big release in that sense. Well, well, actually, I had put out a project. Uh, I am Legend Two with DJ Scream. Oh, okay. Wait, but did, was it not on uh, streaming services? It was on all platforms. Oh, you know okay. I mean? DJ Scream did it real big. Uh, it was, it was, you know, what I mean, it was a. a a remake from what we had did in the past. You right. know, me and Scream, like me and Scream, like family as far as the music go. And uh, we just put out I Am Legend Two. So that was that was a project that I really wanted to go like further than it went. But just kept recording and uh went back in the studio, recorded TikTok. And it that that's that's actually uh one of the best songs that I have like really made this year or of recording. Definitely. No, yeah, I was fucking with that song on the way over here, and I was wondering what your relationship is with TikTok. Or have your kids put you onto it? Or who's telling you about TikTok? How did you know that, bro? Listen, <laughs> this is how I make the song. Like, my little girl, like, she's like 11, 12. She's 12. So um, she was like, yo, yeah, dad, I be on TikTok. I be doing this, doing that. You feel me? And I was like, she was like, you don't know nothing about it. You know, I've I been had my TikTok page, dad. You feel me? I said, okay. Well, I'm about to go make a song, and you feel me? So when I made it, I made it, like, for my daughter, like, you know what I mean? Mm. Just to show her that dad's still rocking. You dig what I'm saying? Oh, that's hard. But so w with you and your daughter, though, like, was there a particular moment where she realized, like, what dad was? Or has she always just, like, completely understood? And is it ever weird for her? Because she's so, I'm, I'm assuming, like, younger kids, they tend to gravitate towards younger artists. So, like, what is her perspective of your place in the game? 
Well, when she was growing, when she was growing up, she actually didn't care. I want to say, and um, she 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 didn't care to the point where it was like a nonchalant thing for her. Like you know, we'll be out and people will be asking to take pictures, and she'll and she'll just ask me like in a plain voice, like why do you, why people keep wanting to take pictures with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally. And, you know, and I don't want to sound like I'm trying to bolster with it. I'm like, well, dad's a, like an entertainer. You know what I mean? She was like, oh, you know, that well, that's cool. And she was like, you know what I'm saying? So it, it didn't really matter to her. Uh-huh. You feel me? Even right now, uh, she has more YouTube uh, subscribers than I do. Really? Yes. Wait, how old is she? She's 12. She's 12 and she's just making YouTube videos or is she actually putting time into it or? Well, actually, she wants to uh, she wants to venture off into being a YouTube sensation or whatever. OK. You know, she told me like she like she likes wearing like she likes cats. You feel me? She really loves cats and dogs. So she wants like this cat head that she wants to put on her head and she wants to like do daily things with that on and watch, and let people watch her doing her daily things. So I'm going to support that. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I was actually I had that conversation with my girl the other day, though, because she was trying to get me to do a dorky ass TikTok dancing and shit. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of being hesitant. I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. She's like she made a really good point. She's like, you're going to do it for the kid. Right. Like once we have the kid, you're going to have to be a goofy ass dad and you're not going to say no to the TikTok. Right. I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, I'll do some goofy ass shit for my kid. And then I was like, man, that's that 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 must be how this happens. Is that you could have a dude who takes himself a little seriously, but as soon as his girl and his daughter or his whatever want to make a TikTok, boom, you're in the game. You're in the game. I mean, well, it's it's well, you know, I like adapting to whatever is like current too, also. You feel what I'm saying? So that's that's a lot. That's that goes back to like how how I rhyme or how I rap, you know what mm. I mean, and what I talk about and what I choose to glorify in my lyrics you feel what i'm saying i think that i i do that from like being you know up on whatever going on in the street you feel what i'm saying Mm. like you know i mean you got to keep like you got to keep if you want if you want to if you want to i think if you want to last like you can always be at the top you feel me but once you go down it 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 depends on what you do while you're not hot Mm. you feel me what you do while you're not hot is go back to where it started. You feel me? You go to the streets. You you hand to hand. You tell people this. You show them your swag. You spit a couple of bars. You feel me? You let them see the sauce. You feel what I'm saying? You can't even barbecue without calling me. I got all the sauce. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And it's like that's actually one thing I was thinking though over the last couple of days of listening to a lot of your old shit is like there's like a certain attitude that you had that was way ahead of the game that was like you know you're talking about selling dope but you're still saying funny creative goofy sort of stuff about your lifestyle and that that's something that seems very commonplace in rap now it was not there's a different vibe that wasn't necessarily there and i think that's a lot of what made you stand out so much is that like oh this is a dude who maybe he's coming out from the same era as ti and jeezy and gucci etc but you had Mm -hmm. way more of a sense of humor about it yeah i'm glad you noticed that i mean like that's kind of like what I want to give off. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of stuff that we go through. It's a lot of stuff that I didn't been through in my life that that really, that's really bad. You mm. feel me? So when I did decide to start writing lyrics, I wanted to have a sense of humor about it. You know what I mean? I wanted to talk about things that really people made fun of me about. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I just took it and twisted it. You feel what I'm saying? So when I did spit, like how you was talking about, I, I did it like it came from a, it came from a, a real good place in my heart. You dig what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, because nowadays it's like people kind of maybe understand that the, the name of the game is to sort of describe the things in our life in the most creative or interesting way. But at that yeah. time, you know, I never heard somebody compare their car to a fucking fruitopia, you know, <laughs> and, and that just that, that was like mind blowing to us at the time. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, most of the stuff I rapped about, I didn't have as a child, like mm. food, cars, you know what I'm saying, money, and you know what I mean? Well, I always had bitches, but the stuff I really, really rapped about, I really didn't have. Like, everybody was like, why you mix food into your car? I was like, because like I was short of food and we didn't have a car. So in my in my mind, 
I dreamed and thought about stuff like I fantasized about 30 inch rims on a, a Escalade road goal. You feel me? Right. Some $55 right. rims. You feel me? You'll never see a truck like this again. You feel me? Yeah, Pearl, Pearl Kellac truck, rose gold 30s, rose gold everything, doorknobs, grill. You know what I mean? You feel what I'm saying? Definitely. So that's that's how I, I pictured life when I was broke. Right. No, yeah. And that's like that. That's a lot of the same energy that I felt like when you, you have a lot of like SoundCloud rappers and shit like that is that they very much like get the energy that you were coming with at that time that of, you know, you, you could still sound tough or hard or whatever while also being kind of fun and creative and talking about shit in an interesting way, you know? Yeah, I'm glad you keep that. Hundred <laughs> percent. And also, I think the big thing, too, is that it's like. You know, a lot at the time when you came out too, a lot of people didn't want to give somebody credit for being lyrical unless they were, I don't know, conscious, more like talking about super serious shit or, or people would give somebody a pass from somebody from New York who was just sort of putting words together, talking about a bunch of gangster shit. But then nobody wanted to put like nobody wanted to ever consider Gucci lyrical when when I look at Gucci. I'm like, bro, a lot of the shit he was doing early on was incredible, like absolutely mind-blowing. And people really didn't want to put Southern rappers in that box of, of being, you know, talented wordsmiths. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it's funny you said that because, like, me and, me and Gucci talk all the time, and, like, when he did come out, Shouter was, like, one of the, you feel me, like, one of the dark-skinned cats from my, you know, it's like, I, I peeked it out because how... Um, consistent he was with what he was doing and, and talking about real life things. You feel what I'm saying? I'm talking about, it was almost like I was looking in the mirror when I saw Gucci. You feel what I'm saying? Like, shouted me and shouted just alike. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. And, but he was like turned up like a couple of degrees higher than I was for the hustling. You feel what I'm saying? Because like, shout a real street. And, but at the same time, uh, and, and, and what I do admire about Gucci, um, since you brought that up, is the fact that he, he did that and then turned around and did it even better. You mm. feel what I'm saying? Yeah, so. I know. Th that is a weird thing to think about is that, like, the audience, I mean, man, the audience are so addicted to negativity that it's mm. kind of like if you're somebody like you who was never, like, blatantly, like, fucked up publicly or whatever, that it's, like, sometimes it, it's less for them to grab onto. With Gucci, they got to see this, like, this crazy story of him, like, being all fucked up and then coming out of it as a, as a better person. And a lot of times people love that fucking, that sort of narrative. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll say this. I love the old Gucci, but I'm, <laughs> I'm inspired by the new Gucci. Right. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, it could be hard to still be in your creative zone, in your space, even when you are at a point in life where you've sort of gotten rid of a lot of your bad habits. Yeah, I mean, what all of you know, it's, it, it ain't nothing wrong with growing. You feel what I'm saying? Like, um, one of the most consistent things on earth is change. Mm. Um, you know, so, and I'm all about my change, like, literally. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So. It it, 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 it it makes me feel good to see a person transform from something that was made a made a made a, a positive out of, of a, ne a negative. Hundred mm, percent. So when you when you're looking at a young artist and you see you know a lot of the young artists they're very much like they, they just want to present an image of them being dangerous. Whether it's them you know showing themselves with a lot of drugs, them showing themselves with a lot of guns, showing themselves doing all kinds of crazy shit on social media and stuff. Where does your mind go when you see an artist in that position? Because you sort of know that a lot of those things might be part of why the audience is so interested in them. But then at the same time, you know what that's going to be like for them in the long run in terms of like, oh, maybe you, you shouldn't be having guns in your video this aggressively because it's just going to make you a target to the cops and whatnot. Like, wh wh what do you say to those kind of kids? And what's your thought process on that? I mean, um, well, I'm from Atlanta. Like everybody got strap on. <laughs> True. Like, like it, it, it almost looked good with the outfit. If you can't say like it's like a Gucci but, belt, yeah, yeah. You feel me? So, but but a lot of a lot of people get it misunderstood when they see uh, a young a young nigga go up on Instagram. He got the strap on him. You feel what I'm saying? And goddamn, when he I got big fire on me, shawty feel me. I'm smacking all that, man. We, man, hey, man, headshots, all that, man. We taking them off over here, wiping nigga nose over here. You feel me? Mm. In reality, you 
the the guy that you're really impressed by hasn't even really used this gun mm. before. You feel me? It, like he got it on him, but I don't think shouted or perform how like how a sniper really would. You feel what I'm saying? Like in the in the in the heat in the heat of the moment, you'll probably shoot your goddamn self. You feel what I'm saying? So mm. I think that if you once you start putting yourself toward the guns and the and hanging them out and yeah man we strapped up you feel me you drawing you're gonna have to use it uh, obviously like uh, eventually mm-hmm. I want to say like you feel what I'm saying so I wouldn't I wouldn't glorify guns in your video you feel me I wouldn't glorify uh I wouldn't gl- I wouldn't glorify it to the point where it was making a uh making a um like letting the people letting the people know, oh, I'm strapped up, I shoot you in the face. I'll glorify it to the point where like I'm I'm protecting what I have. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? I'm strapped up. I ain't trying to kill you, but I you feel me, but I got this gun on me because I'm trying to protect what I have. That's that's it. You feel me? That's what I would promote. I wouldn't promote, yeah, flashing the gun, you know what I mean? I mean, I splat one of y'all. You feel me? I will splat one of y'all niggas, but I don't want to. Mm. You feel me? I would I wouldn't promote I wouldn't promote that in the in the wrong way. You feel me? Um and what I have to say about the youth that's probably headed that way, um, it, you know, what you put in is what you get out. You feel me? If you if you want to if you want to be a shootout person, if you want to, you know, what I'm saying, say you've got a, a hundred guns, eventually you're gonna have to shoot out, and you know what I mean, show somebody those hundred guns. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So don't just get it misconstrued, thinking that you can just flash this shit. And it's a hundred people looking at you on Instagram and 30 of them don't like you and willing to try you about that. Mm. Yeah. You want to test that nigga. You feel me? No. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of crazy. It's, it's so true though. A lot of people really are like showing guns off on social media and just fingers crossed that they're never going to have to do anything with it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say so much finger crossed. They, they, they be doing it like without thinking, you feel mm. what I'm saying? It'd be a, it'd be a person watching that shit. It be niggas that be watching Instagram with niggas with straps and I'm like, as soon as I see that nigga, I'm gonna make that nigga you that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Jack Hogg, and I don't even like it. If I see him, so I'm gonna test y'all and y'all and everything. You feel me? So if whatever you promote, that's why that goes back to when you saying I was just rapping about humor. You feel me? That's why I rap the way I rap. I'm not a shoot him up, bang, bang. You know what I mean? Dump it out, rapper. But I'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's not my aim. I can tell you, I've been performing, I did over, I think I done done over 20,000 shows, man. Over wow, my, really? Yeah, in my career. Holy shit. I, I've never got to fight. Really? I've never, never, nobody's ever touched me in the club. Like, you feel me? Nobody's ever harmed me or did. Well, one time I got hit with some water, but that was it. <laughs> <laughs> some water? You got lucky. That's crazy. That's That feels like that's what happens to a lot of people like very early on in their career is that they get tested in some environment. They get booked for some show at some random place down south, and they think they could just fly in and be with one homie, and then they, they figure it out real quick that, that actually if you're putting a certain image out there, and even if you ain't putting a certain image out there, there's a lot of people that are going to want to find out what you're really on. Yeah, and that you know what I mean, and and that goes to that goes. I, I cater like anytime I'm, I fly into any city, doing any show anywhere, I always cater to my audience. I cater to the people in the town, let them know that I come bearing gifts. Mm. I have no quarrel with you. You feel what I'm saying? Like you feel what I'm saying? Because I'm not home. Right. If I did a show, I'll be more aggressive, more nonchalant, more cocky. You feel what I'm saying? I'll Definitely. be like, oh, I'm at home, and I, I expect for you to be that in your town and rip your city the same way. But when I'm ever out, I always I pay homage to who's ever been getting money in the city, whatever big drug dealer. Man, listen, take pictures out, sit down, eat with you. You feel what I'm saying? Right. I know how to I, I adapt real good. But that's interesting because there is that conversation that we hear in rap uh, from time to time about like checking in. Like, should should rappers check in? Is it smart to check in? I mean, it's kind of different from somebody like you where you're coming with like a built a built in level of respect. So it's not like you're some young rapper who's about to like just show up in a city and have real gangbangers like trying to extort them or get something out of them. Um, but would you would you recommend that like the average young rapper just stay like far away from the street shit as much as possible or do what you're saying and sort of try to show your respect and show show that you care or that you're trying to be a respectful part of the culture. Of course, show show that you have respect and that you care and trying to be a respectful part of the culture. That's all top. You feel me? But 
uh, as far as far as uh, checking in, I think that that's it. That's that's. I think that's a necessary thing. Hmm. Not not checking in to the point where, oh nigga, when you land here, nigga, you better come holler at me. If you don't, you gonna get shot. Not that like not that check in. It's checking in like if I fly to Cali, I'm hot. I call Big U and say I'm on the way. Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I call Big U, say I'm on the way. Fly to Cali, shit laid out. I call Game, I'm on the way. Shit laid out. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I get there, I'm already covered. These, this they land. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Just like I said, it, when when I'm in my city, I'm popping out. I got shit going on. This how I act in my city. So when I fly with to their city, this how they kick it. Like I kick it in my city. They got me covered. You feel what I'm saying? So it's it's almost like don't check in, but let motherfuckers that care about you know you're there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No, definitely. But it's it's interesting because nowadays, like, I mean, you kind of come from a generation where it was expected that if you were a rapper, that you were going to have to be respected on some kind of street level to a certain extent or it wasn't going to work out for you. Now we got like a new a new age of rap where you could be a snitch and, and be out here and be a popular rapper. Does that how, how does that feel from your perspective? I mean, you know, it's I, I don't condone anything that has to do with crying you mm. feel me you're breaking the law if me and you go on a lick together mm-hmm. you feel what i'm saying which i'm totally down by the way yeah if we get caught up it's that feel me you know what we're going on bro we came on lit together this what's happening you mm. feel what i'm saying um it's it's rare it's rare that you see cases like uh an innocent person like a person that really didn't know what you had going on. You feel what I'm saying? I, I really don't know. I'm not a part of that. And you, you know what I'm saying? You put something on them that they couldn't, you know what I'm saying? I don't really have to go through what, what whatever you're going through, but you can, you can bring some of your problems on innocent people. You dig what I'm saying? That makes people feel like, oh shit, well, this nigga just did this to me. I haven't done anything. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? And they'll speak, they'll speak on it like that. I, I don't think that, a person should be not 21 about their crime. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Don't put nothing on me that you, you feel what I'm saying? Don't come out here, like, say, for instance, we come outside with our pistol. You feel me? You got your pistol on you. You got your dope on you. You feel me? This your pistol and your dope. That's your five to 10. That's your five to 10 on you. You feel me? I got my five to 10 on me. You feel me? So if the police pull up and we get caught together, nigga, take your five to 10. Don't, don't say it, man. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, you, put you in a tight position when y'all burn in the car together and y'all got straps on y'all and the nigga said and the nigga take the strap out throw it on the seat police pull y'all over and then he say it's shouties mm. that's some lame ass shit yeah you that's rough me? that's some lame ass shit and i don't know if they even got a coat like a word for that like if you if, if you tell on him that's a snitch but what do they call a person that put a charge on you that you feel me yeah, nigga, this my pistol and this my dope. Then when the police pull up, I'm gonna throw it over there on shoulder and goddamn, I'm telling him he it heals. You feel me? And he mm-hmm. he's supposed to go do time for that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you feel me? That's you, my man. <laughs> there was a video that just came out the other day actually speaking to Gucci of him fucking sort of wilding out because there was a dude who I guess snitched on him back in the day and he pulled up to the park while they were shooting a video and I guess maybe the dude forgot or whatever and Gucci was wilding out like kicking him out of the park like hey I don't care if it's been 10 years you know you snitched on me back in the day that it's over I mean that's like that's a this that's, that's like fucking up loyalty like loyalty and like if I can't trust you, mm. uh, just like I just said about nigga, you you tried to you tried to do something to me that was gonna take my freedom. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. Rather if you tried to throw the dope on me or if you told on me. Mm. You feel me? Or if you tried to say your possessions was mine, or if you snitched on me about my possessions. You feel me? That I don't think I think Gucci reacted just like a normal human would. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting because now you're sort of seeing all this shit take place publicly in the sense of who is willing to actually align themselves with people who have told. And it's it's pretty interesting because you're really kind of seeing, I feel like, almost everybody in the rap game sort of having to make it clear that regardless of clout, they're not fucking with it. They're not going near it. It's, it's that's, a safe, that's, that's safe to say. I, I don't think you should be involved with anybody that 
that or tell and get somebody like 40 years, like I'm finna snitch on the nigga and get the nigga 40 years, then he got a whole family. Mm. He got a daughter, two, three kids, son, you feel what I'm saying? And uh I'm finna just tell on Shouty, Jay to get my time. You feel me? I both I got locked up for what he, you feel me? I'm finna get him locked up for. You feel me? We all out here hustling. But I'm finna tell on this nigga, get him 40 years while you laying here and your grandma should get fucked from the back every day for 30 hours, like, for real. Damn, that's rough. You ever fuck somebody's grandma? That, huh? You ever fuck somebody's grandma? Hell no. <laughs> Just for revenge? No? I mean, like, I, I, hell no. Nah. Like, I, I, you, you want to know, know something, though? Yeah. Like, throughout my life, I don't think I had sex with a woman over 32. Mm. I want to say over 30. Yeah. It's but 32 now. That's pretty close to true for me, too. And as my uh, girlfriend, we've been together like four years, she's starting to approach 30. I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I can get it out of here. <laughs> I swear to God, you did two of the words. Listen, man, it, I, don't know if it, I don't know if it was like a coincidence, but like every time like I, I, I approach a girl and she's older than that, uh-huh. You, she'd be like, how you be like, so, 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 I'm like, yeah. I feel like any girl over the age of 30 is going to be able to know how immature I am, and they're going to be able to just tell right away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it could be rough. Um, okay, so I'm interested in, uh, like, what is the actual, like, like what's, what's your role in Grand Hustle and in terms of involvement with tips, stuff, and everything? It's been a long time. Like, what, what is, how do you view your role in the whole operation? Um, well, the whole operation revolves around T.I. and Dro. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like, it's like ma- it's like mafia, you feel me? I mean, like me and Shouty, whatever Shouty got going on, I'm a part of that. You feel what I'm saying? Um, as 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 much as I could, as much as I could, as far back as I can remember, you know what I mean? Before all of the money, all of that, you know what I mean? We always vowed to be, you know what I mean? Like straight up one one, you know what I mean? Straight up to each other. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And 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 I, and I can say this: we we did that without even having to say it, like having to say we're gonna do it. You feel what I'm saying? It was just natural. So uh, as far as Grand Hustle go and, and how I'm a part of it, it's like, we're the founders of it. You feel what I'm saying? It ain't no TI without Drove, you feel me? It ain't no Drove without TI, you feel what I'm saying? And, and all, of, all of the rest of the artists is on the label, but me and Shouty started out together with the PSC, you feel me? Matt Bone and Big Country, C-Rod, Doug, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. As far as the as far as as far as um Rand Hustle go, I'm an executive. You dig? Mm. But was there ever a a point where it was sort of you know a, a learning curve in terms in terms of you sort of transitioning into that role and kind of going from the younger version of yourself to the more adult version of yourself, or has it always been like a pretty smooth transition in that regard? Or did you ever have to sort of figure out what your role was going to be in the long term in terms of the whole operation? Um, as, as far as that go, um, I really didn't think about it. I think about it much. Mm. Um, I just, I just produced and did what I had to do for the time. You know what I mean? Whatever, for whatever time it was, you feel what I'm saying? It wasn't that I was like, well, I'm finna work so I can move up into the ranks and you feel me? I just was dropping music, doing what I had to do. And when I looked up, I pioneered a, a record label with my partner. Mm. Yeah. And you just like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty unbelievable, but it's it's actually a, is it a different challenge now because of the fact that Tip has sort of moved on to doing a lot of stuff that's like big mainstream shit in terms of doing the podcast and he's just got a whole lot of different shit going on. Like, does that make you feel like your role is more important in terms of focusing on the artists and the music? Uh, or does it make you feel like, oh, I need to figure out ways to to get more involved in sort of non-music corporate type stuff that goes outside of that? Um, you, right. The stuff that Tip do that's outside of music is very influential. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Um, we always talked about, and still today, 
I want to be an expiring actor. You feel what I'm saying? Um, the things that I saw him do when he goes outside the box, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm not that political, mm. um, but I'm, I, I also have a, a lot of knowledge about my surroundings and what, what's going on. And when I see him going in the area that he goes to, it's almost like profound. Like it's, he, he has a, he has, he has the ability to do some of the things that I can't, you feel what I'm saying? So it's a lot of stuff Chip doing that I just won't do, or just like, it's not my, it don't fit. You feel what I'm saying? So it's a lot of things that he's doing that, you know what I mean? I look at him and be like, I'm proud of my boy. But at the same time, um, I've been going through a lot of stuff in my life to where God blessed us with the same talent, right? Mm-hmm. But he's able to withstand more things than I can because I, you know, because of how we grew, how we grew. You feel me? Like it's a lot of stuff that he identified with that I didn't identify with. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when I see him doing different things, I don't get, I don't be like, oh, I got to do something different. I, I, I acknowledge that and I, I look up to that and I respect it and say, I'm glad he made that move. I, I, it's almost like I'm living vicariously through him when he does stuff like that. You feel right. me? Yeah. So, it, and then like, as far as I go, you know, it's all about music with me and like, I be in the streets too much. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I really don't like being on no motherfucking body time. Mm. You feel me? Like, if you, if you tried to give me $10 million and say, well, Dro, in order for me to give you this $10 million, uh, we're going to need six albums. You're going to have to do nine interviews a day. I need you to go take this photo shoot with T.I. I need you to do this other photo shoot with Nicki Minaj. You know, you just just hypothetically speaking. Mm-hmm. You want me to do all of this type of stuff, and I'm not. I'm really not equipped for that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just a musician. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's where I, that's where, that's where I kind of like, fall short, I want to say, because a lot of people, a lot of people say, well, well, Dro, well, why you ain't up here? You're supposed to be here. Like, I wasn't, I'm not mentally ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, and I also, when I do, when I am ready, I'll put out a hit. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I make me like $900,000 in a year. You feel what I'm saying? And then I cool back out. But I just I just made the hit on my own. I didn't the record label didn't say, oh, we're we're giving you a budget for this. I just come up with it, present it, and it's a hit. You feel what I'm saying? So it's a lot of stuff that I, I've done that I could it's a lot of stuff that I've done that I could have done different that would have made me one of the biggest artists ever. Really? Yes, it is. So you had what corporate looks? Uh, I'm trying to guess at the things that you could be talking about. Corny ass opportunities to basically become a caricature yourself. Were all those on the table in terms of you making music that you didn't believe in or having to do shit that you didn't really think was cool? Well, not not so much that make music I didn't believe in and do nothing that wasn't cool. It's just that I have to move to your beat. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, nigga, I I'm I'm front of projects like nigga. I'm on drugs. You feel what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I don't, you feel what I'm saying? I don't know, you know what I mean? I don't know the, the degree of how you want your money. I, you feel, I'm not, I don't want to move like you want me to move. Mm. You feel me? Half of the time I'm out my fucking mind, I've been shot. My mama been shot. My daddy smoked dope, nigga. My whole, like my whole mama side, my mama side of the family, everybody dead off crack. You feel me? I, I don't really, I'm not really that kind of person, but I do do music good. Mm. You feel me? So once you trying to figure out, oh man, why you ain't this and that, just because you know, Whoever's around me, they 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 got richer and famous more faster. You feel me? If I keep doing it, you know what I'm saying. Just because I didn't, I'm not first. That doesn't mean you feel what I'm saying that that I'm not headed toward that way. Mm, no, 100. And I feel like especially like, I mean, it's always interesting seeing like the the sort of the rapper and the rapper's best friend type relationship because it's like as a rapper gets more and more corporate or more and more involved in whatever it's like that that role kind of becomes even more and more important like I feel like if I was in your position I would be seeing it that way of you know maybe this guy is going to be so busy doing all this other shit that he actually really needs somebody who's a little bit closer to the streets closer to the artist closer to the studio that that's the role that all of a sudden becomes even more important for you it does I mean 
what what I just told you about how I handled the business is totally not the way to handle the business. (laughs) 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 You feel me? Like, um, so if, if, if you are in a position to where somebody's going to give you $10 million, I suggest that you position yourself, step your game up, adapt, you know what I mean? Meet that, meet that, need that they want that they want you feel what i'm saying mm. be, be be attentive be, be like show up you feel what i'm saying like a lot of a lot of a lot of opportunities that i had uh over my career i didn't show up mm. you know what I'm saying? It, it, it wasn't that i didn't want to show up i was i was going through life and i, I really didn't take it like that you feel what i'm saying i ain't say well this situation finna make or break me All right, well it passed by you feel mm-hmm. me? They'll talk about it later. Draw why you ain't. You feel what I'm saying? It, I, I'm hurting like it, it, it. I feel it. You feel me? But at the same time, I'm okay. You feel me? Uh, I, don't, I don't answer to no fucking body. Definitely. Right, right, right now, I don't answer to no goddamn body. I don't <laughs> care. Ain't no label calling me talking about shit. And I'm having racks. I'm having houses. I'm having cars. You feel what I'm saying? And, and I, you know, most of all, I'm having faith. Definitely. Yo, a question I always wanted to ask you was um, back in the day when they they were sort of trying to put you and Young L.A. together as almost like a group. uh, Whose idea was that and and where did that sort of come from? Well, uh, it it sort of actually came from me. Um, When I met L.A., it was like we was in Tomerville in in ATL. You feel me? Tomerville. the projects, whatever, and nigga asked me like, "Shit, man, um, she draw, you ain't really fucking with the hood, shit, man, put shot on." I was like, "Where he at?" And he rapped, you know what I'm saying? So when he rapped, it was so. I'm talking about the bars that LA was spitting was so ahead of his time. Mm. I'm talking about I, when I let him rap for tip. You feel me? That man went so crazy too. Like, why shot got it? You feel me? And once I saw that, I couldn't do nothing but latch on. You feel me? He had something that I didn't have. And I was, and I had a number one uh, single in the country. You feel me? Right. He had something. So when I, when I took a liking to it, it was like, okay, um, instead of, instead of just putting this artist out and just letting him flourish, I want to be a part of it. Mm. So, you know what I mean? We went like, we'll do our shows. Like we almost went like everywhere together. You feel what I'm saying? We, we, whatever we did, we was like, you feel what I'm saying? Like long before we even got on, before he got on, you feel me? We be we might be riding the bend, you know what I'm saying? Shot might have a strap, strap on he'll get the strap out my console and put it on his lap like I'm a bus. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how shawty was. So it was it was like a natural thing for me to be attached to him and, and make that seem like a, a duo thing. You feel what I'm saying? Definitely. No, like, when you when you look back at that, I mean, a lot of what he was doing. Uh, lyrically and shit, you could you could kind of point at like Thug and Rich Homie Quan and all these people who came like a few years later and be like, damn, Young LA was sort of, he was very much in that box stylistically, but a couple years early. I mean, um, I, I'll say this too, uh, Future, mm-hmm. him, like, he, like he came out around the time, like, you know, Young LA's second single was Future's, like they, him and Future had the same name. You feel me? Uh, watch this. Watch this. Oh, yeah, Watch yeah, yeah. This. You feel me? Like, when he came out, that he was like, oh. And when Future came out, it was like the era of, like, the swag era. Like, mm-hmm. swag was like a big word. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That was a whole era. It's kind of hard to explain these days. Yeah. <laughs> when when Shotty came, when, when L.A. came, he, he had something to offer that was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say different from what I was kicking. It was more suave you feel what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah no definitely and i remember even like as, as a, a younger man i was very amazed because i was like wow they're really talking about black boy white boy swag i'm like i never heard a black dude just sort of describe his way of dressing as like a white boy type of thing but i was like man this is a whole new it's a whole new generation i mean well that that can that stem from how i used to dress mm. like i was totally i had six goals at the top Four at the bottom. I had a, a polo outfit on. My shirt was tucked in. I had a belt on. I wasn't sagging. I had moccasins on. 
You feel me? I had the same color socks as my shirt. You feel me? I had a taper up. You feel me? Low season with the waves. Mm. That I looked at like I was coming from playing cricket or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and it was like, man, did that black boy, white boy, black boy swear, white boy tags. Yeah. No, I mean that. That's a good point though. Is like. Even just your style of dress at that time. I mean, we, we, we had obviously always seen the polo, especially from like New York. They had their whole polo wave and everything. But I mean, you, you put it in a whole totally different box. Like, no, nah, I'm going to look like I came straight out the country club. Yeah. And um, what, what, people, what people used to always say, like, bro, uh, Ralph Lauren ain't gay, you know, deal. Yeah. Like, when, I, you know what I learned in the music industry? Uh, the way I promoted Ralph Lauren in my lyrics, on my singles, you feel me? Not not just album records. Like, they'll they'll endorse you if you say, Ralph Lauren, in your single that's on the radio. Mm-hmm. I said that shit in all my songs and, and never did get shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forget who it was. I think it might've been Bubba Sparks. I remember him saying that he was wearing so much polo and then he realized at one point, like, fuck this, they ain't giving me nothing. So he started rocking Lacoste or some shit. Well, actually, I went through the same phase, but I didn't really, when everybody thought that I was supposed to be mad about it, I was like, if I if I was to see Ralph Lauren today, I said this a long time ago, if I was to see Ralph Lauren today, I wouldn't ask him for shit. I wouldn't say I need no endorsement. I actually really just like dressing. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, that's how it is now too. At least everybody's used to it now. Like no matter how much you love Gucci or Louis, realistically, all these rappers that are going crazy in Gucci and Louis, most yeah. of them ain't never got no free Gucci or Louis. Maybe yeah. a little bit more nowadays. I mean, it's 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 almost like it's not a it's a lifestyle. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. It paid me for this, like you know what I mean? It's a way of life for me. You know what I mean? Players only live once. Do you feel? Do you feel like it's kind of over for Polo, or is Polo still alive? I mean, it's it's pretty that 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 wave is pretty much over. You mm. feel me? But you know, it's, it's always good to rock a couple of pieces every now now and then. You know what I mean? Right. It's just you know, I like to stand on the street and. Uh, we could be in a crowded area, a heavy populated area. And if you showed me somebody that dressed like how I did back in the day, it'll be very rare today. Hmm. You feel? Because you know, stuff comes and goes. I feel like a lot of that polo stuff is so classic, though, that it's just waiting for somebody to pick it up and just go crazy with it again. And, you know, if you had, you know, a future or a Travis Scott or whoever just decide that they wanted to start going hard with the polo again, it could be, it could be right back at it. I mean, well... Um, like that goes back to to what I was saying about it's always like polo's classic. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? It's, I, 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 like uh, like when I when I did the balling out show, I put on a couple of pieces. You feel what I'm saying? And uh, that shit was like epic. The outfit was epic, and you know what I'm saying. And the way I stepped out, it was like drove killing with the way he used to do it. You feel what I'm saying? But it's not like a everything thing. I don't think like I didn't shop so much with Ralph Lauren. I, I about no how the outfit hit and what he got in the store. If I see like his whole catalog for last year, I didn't like because I I I already done it, but it is some pieces that he comes out with that I just have to have. You feel what I'm saying? And it's the way I'll do it. That'll make you say, well, nigga, that's vintage. Instead of Mm. saying that that's his everyday thing. I got some vintage shit that is fucking deniable. You dig? Definitely. All right. So, just to finish the young LA thing though, I was always like very fascinated because I was a big fan of him uh, in the early days and stuff. But then a whole bunch of shit happened. Basically, like he got a face tattoo of the of the duct tape logo, and then there was this viral video of him possibly getting beat up in in the crib. What was your perspective on that as somebody who was maybe a little bit more um, mindful of being respectful of street shit or whatever? Like, how how did you view that since you were so heavily associated with him at that moment? To be honest with you, when I saw that video, um, that shit broke my heart. You know what I mean? Like, because you know, when we grow, when we growing up and we're young, even in our twenties, we we still have people that we look up to and we admire, and we, you feel me? Almost like I, I want to, if I could say it, it's just like a person that you want to be like. You feel me? I like the way Shot a kick, and I want to talk. You know, you'll find me talking like you feel me. So that was the situation that. That, that was um, what L- Young L.A. went through. He saw somebody that he really admired and liked, and he got that on his face. Mm. He do it out of disrespect or nothing like that. He really admired those guys, you know. And, um, and when, 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 he, when they did that, I, 
was just, like, it broke my heart because I was saying he was just trying to be, you feel me? That if I, you got, I got some shit tattered in my face. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> you feel me? Like, why would you like, why would you get beat up for that? You know what I mean? But you know, to each his own, they might've felt a way, you know what I mean? Without him, no, you know, you know what though? I can say this, I feel both parties because they might've felt the way that, look, man, we done struggled and bled, uh, bled and blood, sweat and tears about this damn label. You feel what I'm saying? We went through a lot and then you think you finna get this shit tatted on your face. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? They, I, I feel them too, you know what I mean? But he just wanted to be cool. Wanted yeah. To cool. It's weird because I can see it from two different perspectives because realistically, if somebody got my logo tattooed on their face, I would think it was a little weird, but I wouldn't be mad about it because it's like, all right, if you really are supporting my shit that much, that's cool. But then like, if you think of that label, as, that brand as more of a crew or a gang, then all of a sudden the perspective of it is how the fuck are you going to be represented? You know, like that's, that's two very different things. And I can see how maybe at his, at his state of mind at that time, you might have thought that that would have been more accepted than it would have been. Yeah, and I well, and I want I do want to say this. Like I don't like I know my people. I know my um, what kind of character we we have and what we want to portray as far as trap people, street niggas. You feel me? And we like black people. They react different on stuff like that. That shit petty as hell and it's crazy as hell. But like I'll shoot you in the face by the nickel. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? And that's, I think that's that's almost culture for us, I want to say, you know what I mean? Which is stupid. I don't, you know, I don't think it's nothing right. But, you know what I mean? We live by, die by, like, don't give respect now, you feel me? If I see, like, don't be, don't say nothing bad about Grand Hustle, matter of fact, keep that shit out your mouth, let alone get that shit tattered on your face and it won't kick your ass. You feel me? Mm. No, yeah, I mean, but Grand Hustle, like, you could get... If I had a Grand Hustle tattoo on my back right now, you'd probably be like, damn, like, that's some weird-ass fanboy shit, but that's cool. <laughs> that's, like, a little different. Yeah, I mean... Wait, wait, that, you know what, though? When that shit happened, that shit was like... That shit was like... That shit went viral, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was an unfortunate situation. I mean, and everything that happened with Young L.A., it was unfortunate because that guy was very talented, but you know, people go through stuff. Like I've, I've had so many down points in my career. Like it's, it's almost like fucked up. You feel what I'm saying? I done had so much wrong shit happen to me while I was making music. You feel me? I, you know, it'd be, it'd be fucked up for me to look at him and say, you feel me? He should have kept it perfect. You mm. feel what I'm saying? You should have been, you should have been a G at all times. You should have been a G for 999 years. You've been, it's hard to do that. It's, it's almost, you can't do that. So what, it, what, he, what he was going through, I forgave it. Mm. I never, I never was mad. I never, you feel me? But at the same time, my partner was mad that I brought him over there and he had did that to us. You feel me? Said what he said about them and stuff like that. And then when he got back, it was almost like some mafia shit. You feel me? If I bring you over here and then you you cross if you cross my people, then people are like shit. Well, that's your man. You know you gotta you gotta clip him. You mm. feel what I'm saying? The boss of the bosses said clip him. You know what I'm saying? Right. You violate you violate the family, he get clipped. But guess who got to clip him? I do. Right. I never felt like that. I never felt like I was like oh mad or nothing. You know what I mean? Me and Tip made a song about it, but I never disrespected him. I never. You feel what I'm saying? I always felt him, you know what I mean? And I always, I know where he come from. He come from like a place where I come from and he's allowed his mistakes. You feel Definitely. what I'm saying? But at that time, especially, you feel like that was kind of, that there wasn't any coming back from that career-wise because nowadays it feels like, you know, I've seen some of the biggest rappers get knocked out on camera and it didn't really seem like it slowed them up too much. I mean, um, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a game changer career-wise for him. Mm. Because you 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 didn't you didn't so like you didn't saturate yourself enough. Mm. True with with us, you know what I mean, or in the industry, or you know what I mean, to come back from something that you messed up in the beginning. You have to start all the way over. As opposed to if I would if I like if I messed up right now with Tip, we can damn near work it out, nigga. We twenty years in. You mm. feel what I'm saying? Right. We really, we was getting to know each other. You feel me? He was a star like. In a year, 
of me bringing him to where I was at. You feel me? Right. I would have picked him up in like January by fucking June. This nigga was at the number one song in the country. <laughs> <laughs> so if you mess up while you're actually progressing, you don't get the uh you don't get the chance to actually do what I could do with the seniority that I have. Right. You know, with, you know what I'm saying? So but 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 you know, to each his own, you know, and I wish nothing but the best for LA, you know what I mean? He's still a talented guy. You know what I mean? He's still my guy. You know what I mean? Even though we had some differences, I believe in destroying and rebuilding. Definitely. Yeah, maybe I should get him on for our interview sometime. That'd be interesting to hear his take on that whole thing. That'd be very interesting. I mean, he's going to tell you exactly what I told you about, my, like how I keep it. Right. Um, okay, so what else are you uh, working on? What's taking up your time? You're spending a shitload of time in the studio, I guess, since you've been locked down? Yeah, um, actually, in the studio, um, me, Thug, and Chip was sitting in the studio the other day. Me, Thug, Chip, Yak Gotti, just in there cooling it. Uh, That's funny. I met Yak Gotti over at uh, at Duke's house the other day out here in L.A. Yeah, man. Uh, Yak, like, one of the new new sensations. I fought with Shout like, Shout like family. Duke, like family. Thug, like family. Like, you know what I mean? But we was in the studio the other day kicking it. And we're really staying work. Like, our work ethic changed when the quarantine hit. Mm. And I think that a lot of people, like me, Tip, and all the, all the rappers in Atlanta, we really wanted to get back to performing and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, we had to challenge, we had to uh, channel our energy towards studio and producing and actually trying to, you know, come up with better ways to, live actually better than what we was living before you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah i mean you you, you kind of take it for granted that going on tour and being in the club every weekend and everything is just part of the life and now all of a sudden you're kind of like oh shit you remove all that i got a lot of other shit i can really really focus on yes um in, 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 like we we just been in the studio i got music with king uh, my nephew tip little boy i got music with the money uh uh, I got music with Shard the God. Shard the God is actually on the uh, Chris Brown and Thugger Newman uh, tape. Shard the God been doing it forever. He's 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 been fire for a long time. And I saw that he was on that tape, and I was like, damn, that's fire. They gave him that look. Yes. Um. Actually, me and him been in the studio. Actually, me and him in the studio. We sleeping in that motherfucker. Right. You feel tip about to come out with our EP together. We have never gave that to the people, so we wanted to get that out before we retire or whatever, or just call it like you know what I mean. We got to get a tip and draw album. Oh, so yeah. me and our EP, me and Shark got music. Um, I got Ball Empire. You know, um, my nephew, J 31 JBs, he out. Duty Too Rich, he's an artist of mine. Uh, Pippin Pablo. It's a lot of stuff. Pippin Pablo, one of my artists, he just got it. We just did uh, a single with Boosie. You feel me? Oh, that's called, what's up. Yeah, called Pimper Die. We just did a video. We're about to put that out. Uh, man. What else I got? Books on the way. What's the book? Um, the book is called Rap Game. You feel me? The Rap Game. And how, it, from my eyes, you feel what I'm saying? It's talk, it talks about me coming up, how I got to where I'm at, what I went through, what I saw. You feel me? It talks about the bloody summer that's in Atlanta when the New Orleans came up here, you know what I mean? Killing everybody. everybody was, the city was on, the shit was at war. The Miami boy back then, you feel what I'm saying? Talk about how her and the home niggas gonna start prevailing in the street. My uncle Tart Strong, shout out to Giant. My brother Tread, how we got Blue Ivory. You feel me? We got clubs. We got Area 4. We got Blue Ivory. You feel me? Um, A whole lot of things, man, that we got going on over here. You know man. what I'm saying? Besides the rap. <laughs> nah, it's good to hear. I mean, uh, Young Drill always been one of my favorite uh, personalities and artists in the rap game. I'm glad we were able to connect, man. We should definitely uh, get another interview in once you're uh, on the West Coast. Man, listen, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm on the way there. I'm on the way there. I got to come out there and see my boy, Amir. Who's you Amir? Me? Uh, he's like a, um, that's like a friend of, of ours. Oh, okay. Like a, like, that's like, not, I, I, I would say family. Uh, Amir Boyd, he's out in LA. You know what I mean? He works for, uh, I think, Epic. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? But he's out in LA and I'm supposed to be coming to see him soon. So I'll be out there on your tail, man. 
Fire. All right, man. Hey, Young Joe, this is dope getting to t- uh, tap in and looking forward to all this new shit coming out, man. Oh, man. TikTok out right now on all platforms. One of the hardest songs in the world. Go make Believe- a fucking TikTok to it, people. Yeah, man. Go make a TikTok to TikTok. Tell them Young Joe sent you. And uh, me and TikTok post, they have something going on. I want to make this their theme song. Oh, shit. All right. I like that. Go tell the Chinese that they got to support Young Joe. Yoing, 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 yoing. <laughs> Tokyo Diamonds. Yoing, yoing, yoing. Yo, man. Classic memory right there. Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you, man. Much love. I love, Wolf.